Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening wherever you are across the province of Manitoba, Canada, or the world. Welcome to episode one of Histons Rewind, where I, your host, Mike Adui, am here today, and we will take a look back at the last week's games against the Winnipeg Blues, Verdon Oil Capitals, and the Wayways of Kappa Wolverines. In the Thursday night game against the Blues, the Pistons were able to bounce back from their two defeat from their first two defeats of the season in a 5-2 win over Winnipeg. The uh, Pistons were very economical with their goal production, scoring on five of their 24 shots. Matt Graham and Mark Tarasjuk led the team with a goal and an assist each, while Roman Bengert got his win, saving 27 of the 29 Winnipeg shots he faced. On Friday night, however, rookie goaltender Matt Radomski definitely stole the show in earning his first shutout of his MJHL career as the Pistons shut out the Verdon Oil Caps by a score of 5 to nothing. His solid 19-save performance was enough to sur- earn his third victory of the season and be named the game's first star. The team had one of their best defensive performances of the season by far, with very few mistakes except for one bad giveaway early in the first period to Verdon's Mac Hardy. However, Matt Radomski's fast glove and keen intuition led to one of his best saves of the game, probably the best save of the night. And they also allowed, like, for the most part, both teams were playing pretty chippy, and early, uh, midway through the first period, Will Coop got called for a two-minute minor high-sticking penalty. Um, I don't believe he was actually the one that hit the Verdon player in the face, but there was blood drawn, so it looked like the referees felt like they had to make a decision. Uh, they had to make a call against Steinbeck, and I do believe that there was contact, but I don't believe. I th- actually thought it was one of the Verdon players' sticks that hit. His own, their own teammate, but regardless of the call on the ice, um, the Pistons had a four-minute penalty kill to deal with, and they dealt with it superbly, uh, giving up only, I think, two or three shots on that penalty kill, and but each of those shots were great chances, great scoring chances for Verdon, and Radomski made some great saves, which ultimately led to the momentum being shifted directly into the favor of the Steinbeck Pistons. Uh, Matt Graham ended up breaking the deadlock with his team leading 11th goal of the season inside the last minute of the first period, which, you know, when you're going into the locker room, that gives the Pistons a lot of confidence, and it takes away any confidence that Verdon might have had going into the second, uh, going into that intermission. Um, Graham's goal, it just shifted the momentum of the game, and the Pistons would end up scoring three more goals in the second period. Schumbert, with his goal in the power play, made it 2-0, and then just 22 seconds later, Darby Gula, with his second goal of the season, basically put the game out of reach for Verdon, who early on s- showed some offensive prowess. But by the second period, they were more worried about not. I think they were more worried about not giving up six, seven, eight goals. That they ended up playing a little bit more solidly defensively. But I mean, it was one of those periods where, you know, after a late goal in the period before, there was just so much on-ice momentum for the Steinbeck Pistons that Verdon really didn't have a whole lot uh, to... They, di- they didn't have a whole lot of answers for Steinbeck. And um, the fourth goal would ultimately lead to the end of the night for Verdon starter Mark Ardette, who would end up giving up his four goals on just 16 shots. However, uh, Carter Jorney would end up with his second goal of the season and would help the Pistons round off a scrappy night with their 15th win of the season by making it 5-0. Um, 
after the game, Matt Radomski ended up talking with uh, Steinbeck Online and Mix96's Dave Anthony after the game, and we're going to play a little audio of that right now. All right, Matt, first MJHL shutout. How did it feel when the horn went and there were no pucks behind you? Oh, it feels great. Uh, my team played a, f a full 60 minutes in front of me. They really helped, helped me out today. You had to make a couple of big saves, most notably the breakaway in the second period with your team up a goal. Uh, what did you see out of Hardy that made you know he was going to go high glove? Uh, just, just his stick. The angle of his stick looked like he was going to go glove, and uh, I just kind of did the one knee down like the Henrik Lundqvist and got a piece of it. Uh, Matt, uh, another big effort on the penalty kill tonight, and you were a big part of that, controlling rebounds. Just talk about how you've added that into your game this year. Yeah, you know, I'm just, you know, getting focused, you know, burying my head, you know, just just keep uh, trying to find the puck in, in traffic, and uh, my, my team did a great job of getting the guys uh, out, of, out of the front of the net, so... Uh, Matt, I know you like to say you uh, it's a team effort, so uh, what do you think about the seven defenders that were in front of you tonight? Oh, they were phenomenal. Yeah, they played, they played great in front of me. Matt, thank you very much. Thank you. On this busy three-game weekend, the Pistons finished off with a bang against the Waywisa Kappa Wolverines, scoring four more and allowing zero, leading to the team's second straight shutout by, by th uh, this time by the more experienced Roman Wenger. The 4-0 win was aided by Mackenzie Graham's two third-period goals, bringing his season total to 13. However, his double was bookended by uh, Carter Chorney's opening marker in the first and Tyson McConnell's second of the year later on in the third period. Weibay struggled to create any real chances until the third period, but Roman Beggert stood tall as he stopped all 17 shots he faced. In doing so, he earned himself his second shutout of the season and improving his record to a staggering 13-1. and uh, Beggert has been definitely the most consistent piston this year other than maybe Mac um, those two together have been phenomenal uh, as far as individual and team performances um, speaking of team performances the Pistons put up a total 48 shots against uh, Wolverines goaltender Mackenzie Chalmers who played a very solid game despite giving up his four goals the constant pressure though that the Pistons put on the Wolverines goaltender allowed him to display his amazing glove hand at least four times in the first period alone, which, honestly, this is another one of those games where that could have been an absolute blowout if not for the opposing goaltender. Um, Chalmers played fantastic. However, it was... I don't want to say it was a one-man show for Weiwei, but it pretty much was, uh, as it was really only a matter of time before the deadlock would be broken by... Cardigiorni in the second period, early in the second period. Honestly, the main problem that plagued Weiwei was their lack of offensive threat, only putting two shots on goal in the first period, which, compared to Steinbeck's 17, there's not, like, you can see just in those numbers alone, 17 to 2 in shots in the first period. Steinbeck had the best chances, they had more chances, they had more quality chances. Yes, Weiwei's goalie kept them in the game, but it's not often that your goaltender is going to score you that many goals. So, I mean, unless if you're getting any sort of offensive pressure from going the other way, it doesn't really matter how, go how good your goalie is. If you're going to give up 17 shots in 20 minutes, you're not going to win too many games. And this was the case for Weiwei on Sunday night. Um, the Wolverines played with Plenty of heart, but the skill gap between the two, the first and the last place team in the league was just too big for the Wolverines to overcome. Uh, Will Coop ended up actually assisting on both of Graham's goals and was one of the key players on the ice. 
his quickness allowed him to create chances that were converted in the third period. But again, you not wanting to miss out on the action, of course, because you know you could you could see the fl floodgates were about to open on on scoring in this game. Uh, Drew Anderson also added three assists in his best game of the season, and Coach Paul Dick also had an interview later after the game with Dave Anthony of Sunday Coma and Mix 96. And let's take a quick listen to that real fast. Paul, you get back-to-back -back shutouts. Uh, tonight maybe wasn't the prettiest, but what did you think? Well, I, I would agree with that assessment. Um, I just didn't think we were as sharp as we were, certainly on Friday. Um, but, you know, we, we did what we needed to do today. and Just guys were fighting the puck a little bit. Uh, passes weren't as, as precise as they were the other night, and just our execution was lacking. So, um, you know, you're going to have nights like that. And, uh, you know, I, th I thought we played a team tonight that works extremely hard. So they did make it difficult on us. But um, yeah, so we know we got the two points. Our third period was much better than our first and second. And um, you know, we gave up more scoring chances than we would like, and Roman stood tall. So pleased with his effort for sure. That second period with your team up one nothing, and uh, Weiwei was knocking on the door a few times. And Roman, who didn't have any action in the first, really needed to be sharp in the second. Just talk about how uh, relaxed and focused he is, whether he gets 10 shots a period or none. Yeah, that's a really difficult spot for a goaltender to be in. and. Um, you know, you're sitting on the ice, uh, you're sitting in your crease for the majority of, of, well, a whole period with seeing very little action. And um, and then when it comes down to your end and, you're, and you see a flurry of, of shots, he, he, you know, you have to be mentally mentally sharp in those situations, which he was. So, you know, it's part of being a mature goaltender, which he is, and I thought he handled today extremely well. A uh, couple of young players really had their fingerprints all over tonight's game. Drew Anderson and Will Coop. Just talk a little bit about what each player brings night in and night out. Well, they're both extremely hardworking kids. You know, they, they in practice, uh, they prepare the right way. In games, you know, they, they bring it every night. They compete for pucks, and uh, it's good to see them get rewarded today. Uh, a back-to-back -back shutouts for your team. It lowers that already sparkling goals against average. Uh, it's got to be, it's a team effort, and uh, I think you would agree that it, it's the forwards, defense, and goalie all working together to make that very difficult to score on. Uh, there's no question. It's six men on the ice that, um, you know, make your team de defense strong, and, and um, you know, we really emphasize with our forwards applying back pressure when they're coming into our zone, um, not allowing odd man situations entering into our zone, etc. So, you know, our decor is strong. We have, we have very solid goaltending, but uh, it's definitely a a full team effort and um, so you know today again I thought uh, we probably gave up a few more prime scoring chances than we would like to but uh, you know that's that's why we have Roman in there as well. <laughs> Alright Paul finally you got Nipawak coming in on Wednesday and uh, they picked up a big win tonight against Winnipeg. They're another one of those teams that are very hard working from opening face off to final buzzer. Uh, your guys are going to have to be ready for a hungry team. What's the message heading in? Well, we touched on it briefly after today's game already. That is a much different hockey club than, than we've seen the last couple of years. Um, you know, they are very difficult to play against. They're hard on pucks. Uh, they finish their checks. They're physical. Uh, they, they're a better skating club than they've been the last couple of years and certainly in playing with more structure. So um, we're definitely going to have to be better than we were tonight. And um, so, we're, you know, we're looking forward to it. It'll be a good test for us. And as Coach Dick said, we will be playing against Nipawa on Wednesday night at the T.G. Smith Center, at a, and it's a 7.30 puck drop, as usual for any non-Sunday games. You can find tickets online at signbackpistons.ca, and don't forget to follow the Pistons on Facebook, 
YouTube and Instagram as we always seem to put out quite a bit of good content for the fans and uh, just information about players and so on. So you can listen to the game live um, Saturday. Oh, sorry, Wednesday night. It's not Saturday game. Wednesday night against the Nipawa Natives um, on Nix96 and on signbackonline.com. Dave Anthony will be calling the game. And again, thanks everybody for listening in today, and we hope to be doing this again soon. Have a wonderful night, and go Pistons.